Well, it's important for aquariums and zoos to work on animal propagation for a variety of reasons. Uh, one good one is uh, because for every uh, animal that we are able to propagate in our facilities, uh, it's one that we don't have to take from the wild. And as environmental stewards, of course, uh, you know, it, it lessens our imp whatever impact we might have on, on the environment by doing so. As an aquarium, uh, the vast majority of our collection uh, of animals is aquatic, and uh, by nature, many of those species have very complicated reproductive strategies and all kinds of variations in the way that they reproduce. Uh, some of them lay eggs, others do not, some provide parental care, while others don't. Um, you've got all kinds of, of unusual situations like uh, 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 sex change that may may go on. You've got situations where siblings may consume their their uh, uh, their brethren uh, before they they've even hatched. Uh, these are all things you have to take into account. Environmental cues are, are often very important, either in the breeding or, or rearing of different species. And these are things that we have to be aware of and try to replicate if we possibly can. Our captive propagation efforts can be really important in helping save threatened and endangered species. Uh, for example, uh, some of them may be extinct in the wild already, as is the case with the uh, Guam kingfishers that we have on display here. Or in some cases, there may be too few of them in the wild for them to be able to successfully reproduce on their own to avoid extinction. Uh, good case in point uh, there are the white abalone. Back to the, uh, the Guam kingfishers, um, there were so few of them left in the wild in 1988 after the introduction of a, of a predator, fish and wildlife biologists went in, caught up all the remaining birds. There were only 28 or 29 at that time. We have uh, been able to, through captive propagation efforts, we've been able to bring their population back up to about 160 now. Still very, very few, but we're gradually making progress. In terms of the white abalone, some estimates, uh, some folks think that there may be fewer than 300 abalone left uh, in uh, uh, in thousands of square miles of coastal waters. Um, that sounds like a lot until you realize that for them to be successful to reproduce, they have to be within three feet of one another. So 300 abalone in, in a couple of thousand square miles, you do the math, it's not gonna work. So uh, the only answer for them is for us to be able to propagate them in-house and uh, through our partnerships with the National Marine Fisheries Service and others, uh, we're working on, on achieving that goal. Science uh, the, is, is, can be extremely important in uh, the captive propagation efforts. Um, for example, first of all, a lot of the obstacles we have to overcome can only be done through deliberate use of the scientific method. Research is necessary to overcome things like uh, uh, a, a, the, some of the difficulties posed by just simply getting the animals to reproduce in the first place, providing the proper environmental cues, overcoming uh, some of the obstacles posed by metamorphosis and so forth. Um, things like uh, uh, cryopreservation will be important as we uh, attempt uh, artificial insemination efforts, getting uh, sperm from one animal to another one that's on the other side of the country. You can't do that without cryopreservation, and that's, not, that's a science that's not been fully worked out yet. Uh, gene mapping is something I think holds enormous potential, particularly in understanding uh, reproductive biology of things like uh, threatened and endangered species. Thank you.